All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, September 13th. It is 2.58 p.m. here in San Diego, California. And today on In The Fight, we are going to be reacting, recapping, and previewing everything going on in the fight game at the moment. Uh, over the weekend, we had Vitor Belfort versus Vander Holyfield in the whole Triller Fight Club scene, which has caused a lot of conversation and a lot of controversy. Um, the co-main event had Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. So I'm going to go over that from my perspective. And and I actually do think I have an interesting point of view on this one. So um, I hope you guys give it a listen. Even if you have a, uh, a predetermined judgment on how you feel when it comes to those fights, I hope you just give it a listen and, and listen to kind of my perspective and point of view on these things. Oscar Valdez also fought on Friday night uh, for ESPN's top-ranked boxing. And then coming up on Saturday is Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spawn. And then we also have uh, Yoel Romero's Bellator debut this weekend as well. So huge, huge weekend coming up. Big weekend that just passed. I'm ready to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is In The Fight. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. All right, guys, so let's start off with Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. Um, as I would assume most of you guys know, I was lucky and fortunate and honored to have Vitor Belfort on the podcast last week um, leading up to his, his fight with Evander Holyfield. I had an incredible conversation with him. We related on so many levels, um, even despite you know the age gap between us and just the differences in lifestyle and per personality perhaps, but we were able to connect on so many different levels. He is a Vayner Sports client, so just being honest and transparent, like, yeah, I, I'm always pulling for our guys to do well. So over the weekend, Vitor got the opportunity to take on Evander Holyfield. Originally, he was scheduled to take on Oscar De La Hoya. De La Hoya gets COVID. They bring in Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield is 58 years old. He already has a long, historic boxing career. California Athletic Commission does not approve of the fight. So they move it to Florida. This is where things got a little messy here. Um, the, the fight gets agreed to. It's a pro boxing match. A legit pro boxing match. Uh, Vander Holyfield hasn't had one in since 2011, right? I believe is the date. He was denied a pro boxing bout from the New York Athletic Commission uh, in about 16 years ago. Just to give you a little bit of perspective there. Um, and just interesting. Interesting stuff all the way across. I mean, Florida is kind of known for having really loose regulations when it comes to the fight game. So I think the moment that Oscar De La Hoya dropped out, there was a really good chance that the fight was going to be moved. I was supposed to go to the fight in LA, Oscar De La Hoya versus Vitor Belfort. The moment it got moved, that got scratched. And, and really, it's been a whirlwind ever since. When the fight with Evander Holyfield got announced, I felt really conflicted. Um, there's there's kind of a couple different thoughts going on all at once. Number one, Evander's too old to be fighting. And I'm not the only person who has said that. I think people have been very vocal about 
the idea of a 58-year-old man stepping into a boxing ring competitively, right, might, might I add. Um, he already has a long history of damage and, and taking punches. And from everything we know about CTE, this isn't wise. Of course, that's pulling at me. And I, I, at times, and I'm just being honest with you, is that I did feel guilty about like, not promoting it, but like watching, posting clips. At the same time, I had created such a great relationship with Vitor and he is a Vayner sports client and I felt so compelled to show support for him, right? Like Vitor is stepping out of his comfort zone, leaving MMA to, to fulfill a passion which is boxing. He's trying to make a big payday, which I'm always in favor of. And, and I guess that can lead me into my second point about Evander Holyfield is so many times these pro fighters grind their whole careers to make a big payday. And so many don't get that, get that opportunity. And so many get it when it's later on in their career. And then the money starts to come in and all of a sudden it becomes really hard to say no to these fights, even though you think like one foot's out already out the door, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the sunset, it's starting to come down. That pull on you, I would imagine is incredibly difficult to say no to. Your body's declining, your skills are declining, and the money is increasing. That would be a very difficult balance to find. Evander Holyfield's you will, you'll read rumors online, you know, struggling with gambling addiction, um, lost a lot of money, need, needs money for whatever reason. And I would assume that that's why he took this fight. I personally did not feel great watching him uh, in that first round against Vitor Belfort, but I was really happy for Vitor. And Vitor got a lot of criticism after the fight was over for celebrating like he had just won this huge championship. But I didn't view it that way. Honestly, I, I viewed it as Vitor was celebrating the culmination of months of training, months of hard work, sacrifice, still going out, taking punches in the face, and, and taking a risk. And ultimately, that's what I thought Vitor was celebrating. So I did want to defend Vitor, um, but I am well aware and I, I felt the same concerns that a lot of people felt. Then in the co-main event, and we're not done with the whole Triller experience yet, but I'm just getting to the co-main event. But in the co-main event, Anderson Silva knocks out Tito Ortiz in the first round. You know, at this point, Tito Ortiz has become like a running joke in MMA, especially on Twitter, especially online. People don't like him. And people are really happy to see Anderson Silva knock him out with a, a right hook. And man... Not that this fight was the fight that made me think it. Honestly, it was probably his fight with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., but Silva's got real boxing skills. Like, let's let's be honest. This dude can absolutely throw some hands. And his demeanor, his charisma is as powerful, is as strong as it, as it was in the octagon, as it is in the squared circle inside that boxing ring. This, all of it, just makes me wish that we had gotten the Anderson Silva versus Roy Jones Jr. boxing match that was rumored for so many years. Silva is the guy that could piece up a lot of dudes. Silva's a bad motherfucker with boxing gloves on. Oh my God. Again, not that Tito Ortiz was my scale or judgment rating, but 
Silva's got hands and um, it's always great to see a legend like that get the celebration he deserves, get the 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 reverence, reverence, get the reverence he deserves. Um, people were so happy. They were celebrating his success. They were celebrating his legendary status and ultimately what is a great career. We don't know the next time we're going to see Anderson Silva compete and if we ever will again. So it's just incredible that he's getting this respect and Man, what a way to go out with a with a little swan song inside the boxing ring and ultimately have some great successes. To defeat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is absolutely ludicrous. So Anderson Silva's got real skills. He's the man. Everyone loves him. You know, you want to talk about the GOAT. Not that my opinion matters much, but it would be hard to not say Anderson Silva. Great finishes, great title defenses, a long career, long list of names that he's beaten, and he's now done it in in two sports. It's it's pretty cool to see. Okay, so let's let's recap kind of the Triller fight night after the Vitor Belfort Evander Holyfield thing. Um, the Triller promoters come out and they they give a a warning or a pro- pro- proposal, a proposition to Jake Paul. I'll say Jake, here is Vitor Belfort. You can fight Vitor Belfort, and the winner takes all. In a $30 million boxing match. Now, the presentation of it all, I was not sold on. You know, the energy just felt a little weird. But, to be fair, the proposal itself is actually pretty interesting, right? Like, you're you're calling Jake's bluff a little bit. You're forcing Jake to show his hand. How confident are you really? I think, at the end of the day, it makes it hard that... Jake is now a Showtime sports, Showtime boxing like representative. And I can't imagine he'll be fighting away from Showtime anytime soon. However, it is interesting, right? $30 million, winner takes all. I think it's like for both guys, they can afford to lose. But do you want to win the 30 mil? And of course you do. So um it would for sure be his toughest opponent, yet Vitor is big. Vitor is a 205-pound monster, Goliath human being with really good power. The fighting spirit is clearly still there. So um, not really sure what to make of everything else afterwards. I did want to touch, leading up to the fight, they were calling everything pro boxing matches, right? Legit, going on the record, knockouts count. After the fight, it gets reported on Monday morning, earlier today, or excuse me, Sunday morning. Earlier today, it was confirmed. Those fights were exhibition bouts. That's what was not cool about this weekend. Um, Deception is not cool. Um, Tito Ortiz probably shouldn't be getting hit that hard in an exhibition bout. Um, Evander Holyfield shouldn't probably be getting hit that hard in an exhibition bout. But that's not even really the problem. It's the the disconnect between that message and the fans and the deception there just felt really wrong. I, I know that the fight game can be slimy at times or whatever, but it just didn't feel good, man. Um, I, I I have all the respect in the world for Vitor and he's been so kind to me and showed me so much support. I wanted to do the same, but the, uh, the deception there on the pro boxing bout versus exhibition is not cool because there should be a really big difference between the two. And we did not get that on Saturday night on Friday night. 
Oscar Valdez, who is part of the Eddie Reynoso camp. Eddie Reynoso is the lead trainer for Canelo Alvarez, Andy Ruiz, King Ryan Garcia. They train out of here in San Diego, California. Oscar Valdez is their 130-pound champion. He took on Robson Conceição, which was honestly a really good fight. Now, the fight had a little bit of controversy leading up. Valdez had tested positive for a, a illegal drug. It did not come across from the way I read it as like a performance enhancer as much as a diuretic. And I, I could be mistaken. I, I don't, the, the reporting on it all felt a little disconnected at times. Anyways, Valdez tests positive for something, right? And so many times it's a drug we don't know. And at the end of the day, it's like, you don't even know how to feel about it because every week there's something new and there's something you don't know about and all of a sudden a guy tests positive. Anyway, Valdez tests positive. The fight gets to continue though. And so many people are like, how does this fight go on? He tests positive. It's clearly like if you test positive for something, you're not allowed to compete. Well, he competed. In the opening rounds, Kinsaysau was handling him just fine. Kinsaysau appeared to be the bigger man. The jab was working, and I think at the end of the fight, you look at Valdez's face and you say, holy shit, he was getting pieced up a little bit. Kinsaysau was landing consistently over those first four or five rounds. However, the gas tank did start to become a problem. Kinsaysau started to fade a little bit. He was losing a little bit of the momentum and the legs and the energy, and Valdez started fighting back. Now, this is not new in Valdez's career. He's kind of known as a guy who's going to take a beating early on, but once he figures it out, he's going to come at you full force. I really hope after Valdez's win, Valdez got a, a decision win, and you know it was a close fight. I'm, I'm not even going to say should he have won, should he have not have won. It was a close fight. I'm going to leave it at that. Valdez gets the win. Judges see it that way. We move on. Shakur Stevenson is the big name for Oscar Valdez next. I hope we get it. I really, really do. It would be a great fight. I think it's a fight that's very promotable. And I get the impression that ESPN and Top Rank Boxing want this to be the fight next for both the guys. Um, Shakur Stevenson has a fight coming up soon, so he'll have to win that one first before he gets to Oscar Valdez. But either way, that is the fight to make at 130 pounds. I am excited about it. And at the end of the day, I, I really enjoy watching Oscar Valdez fight. And then coming up this weekend, Anthony Smith takes on Ryan Spawn in the main event at UFC Fight Night. I had the pleasure and honor of talking with Anthony Smith just like seven weeks ago during a live stream for 1.37 p.m., and it was incredible. He was the nicest guy. I like, you know, they say the saying like, you know, he's one of the quote unquote good guys in MMA. Dude, it's fucking true. Anthony Smith is as nice of a guy as, as they come. And once you meet a guy like that, it's hard to not pull for him. It's hard to not root for him. That's kind of where I'm like, such a great guy. A true fighter's fighter's fighter. He's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. That's the kind of guy that Anthony Smith is. So super fun to watch. Nice guy. He's all about respect. Does things the right way. Always fired up to watch a Anthony Smith bout. Lionheart is his nickname. And he has earned that nickname over a long career in MMA. So much love and respect 
If you guys have not heard the interview with Anthony Smith, please, please do so. It's on YouTube, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. I'm posting the links all week long. Please check it out. Anthony was absolutely fantastic to talk to. And then this weekend, last but not least, this weekend coming up is the promotional debut for Yoel, the Soldier of God Romero. He takes on Mr. Wonderful, Phil Davis, former world champion. People have been waiting a pretty long time to see Yoel Romero get back into the cage. You know, he suffered a couple losses in his last like five or six fights or whatever, but the end of the day, I think people really enjoy him. They enjoy his personality, and he comes and he brings the action a lot of the time. You know, outside of the Adesanya fight, which is whatever, Yoel brings it, right? And even at this age, he still appears to be as bad of a man as ever. So pretty stoked to see how it goes. Man, Bellator's making you choose on this one. This this is this is a tough one here between the Bellator and UFC competition that's going to go down on Saturday. This is a good one right here. Super pumped for a great night of fights on Saturday. And that is a wrap for this episode of In the Fight. We went over a lot. We recapped and reviewed the week in a fight, which was Triller Boxing. We had uh, Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. We had Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. We had Oscar Valdez win over Conceição. All of it covered, recapped. Then we got into the weekend coming up. Anthony Lionheart-Smith versus Ryan Spawn. Phil, Mr. Wonderful Davis versus Yoel Romero. Great weekend of fights coming up. Absolutely stoked on it. Absolutely jazzed. If you guys are wrestling fans, I forgot to mention this. If you guys are wrestling fans, I went on the Wrestling Classics podcast this last weekend. We talked all things pro wrestling, AEW's rise, what the WWE should be doing next, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, all of that and more. So please, please, please check that out if you're interested. Thank you for tuning into In The Fight. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.